0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome
0: along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Thursday, it's the 27th of July, 2023. Today, breaking news and the Orbit writer. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show.
2: Now, here's your host Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you? Hey, Stephen Scott, I'm well. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Haven't we just got the best listeners
2: in the world?
0: Oh, honestly, the best listeners the in best. the world ever. Do you know what I wish, though? I wish mm. I had a simpler way... Of doing this show that didn't involve acrobatics with my fingers. Honestly, I feel like I'm st- every time I start a show here at Double yes. Tap. Now it's like I'm playing Toccata and Fugue in D minor.
2: Oh wow, that was a bit highbrow. I have no idea what you're talking about. But do, do, okay, do 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 Never heard that before. Oh yes, classic. Got, ne- never like that, but yes, I have heard that. Do do semblance do, of a tune. do 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 do. do, do. Yeah, I think that's my doorbell, but um, yeah, very, very
0: nice. Uh, yeah, I know. well, it's because I'm working everything now on the Mac. It's so cool. I love the Mac. The Mac is great.
2: Yeah, let's not forget, about three weeks ago, you had everything set up exactly how you liked it, and then,
0: oh, no, I'm going to try something different. Well, you know, we, we have made a few changes here at Double Tap. You might have noticed a slight difference around here. Nope. Um, no. Not no, about. I, 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 neither do I. I have no nope. idea what what I'm talking about, but... Uh, <laughs> But As a result of a little change that we've made, um, we've uh, changed how I'm doing it. So I'm using this little application called Farago, which is brilliant, Mm. uh, which is basically a soundboard. You can put all your audio in there. You can move the audio to a specific key. All of it is accessible with voiceover. Farago is part of the Rogue Amoeba suite of software, which is known for and puts an awful lot of effort into accessibility. So uh, huge applause to them. And uh, by doing this, uh, I can oh. bring in that applause, you see. Is it
2: on letter A? Or uh, oddly enough,
0: yes. Oh, that's very, very good. How cool is that? Well, of course, I can't
2: uh, you know, agree with you anymore. Rogue Amoeba are amazing. And this is one reason why you should get the Mac, amongst many others. Well, that was lucky. Um, <laughs> but you have used this app before. And you had this set up before. And then you changed it. I don't know why though.
0: Well, I think I do know. I think there was a, there was an issue at <laughs> hand. That's why. Well, probably yeah. But there was an issue for a little while with fading. Fading audio was an absolute nightmare, and um, they've managed to fix that. So oh, okay, I think All that's right. the the solution has been found. And, and yeah, you know, it's just really nice piece of software. Yeah. So if you're into that, if you're you know making a little podcast, you want to make uh, you know get some music in there, maybe some clips, whatever you want to play them in. Because uh, I know some people tend to, when they make podcasts, they'll add stuff in later. We don't have time for that. We've barely. no post here. No, no there's no post editing involved here. We do it all live uh, because uh, we all basically. The shows. It takes a lot of time to get this show together, <laughs> um, at least to get it started. You Hang know? on.
2: How do you spell Fiago? Uh,
0: not like that. Oh. Uh, it's F A R R A G O, I think. I think Far-a-go. that's right. Fiago. Okay. Fiago. All
2: right. Okay. Thank you. Just your weird accent
0: that uh, oh, doesn't Oh, okay. Up Sorry. Properly. Wow. Uh, do you want some breaking news, by the way? Oh, have we got breaking news? Oh, we do. It's been very but, quiet lately. But I have to tell you, this is, uh, this is actually being uh, brought to us by a listener, not <gasps> a by listener us. A listener
2: correspondent again.
0: Yeah, because Beautiful. basically they've decided, I think the listeners have decided there's no point in waiting for us to come up with the news. <laughs> we'll just bring it ourselves.
3: Just take over. Here's Darren. Hello, this is Darren from Bexley in Kent. Um, I have some breaking news I've just heard about, so I'll give you about four seconds, blank space, so you can insert the jingle.
0: Okay. Breaking Breaking
3: news. news. Breaking news. I have heard on Blind Abilities Podcast, there was an interview with Ed Rogers and Steph Sargent uh, regarding Bristol Braille. And next year, they're hoping to release a Commute Console, console which is, as far as I understand it, it's going to be a Commute um, with a QWERTY keyboard connected to a computer. So I think it may have a computer built in. So it's going to be a computer with a multi-line Braille display and a screen. Um, you can also buy a kit to upgrade your existing Commute. How that's going to work, I don't know. That's the impression I got. So it's you're going to, it's going to be used for people to do programming and I would imagine you would literally be able to sit there and write a multi line document with it in the future as well. So that could be another interesting development. Could it be um another version of the Optima, but in the bigger form or mm-hmm. a different take on it? This is all getting interesting. Um, didn't say anything about any keyboards. I would assume you'd have to connect your own keyboard. Whether you could connect a Braille keyboard, I don't know, but I would imagine certainly a QWERTY keyboard. And uh, Until next time, this is Darren, so and bye for now, and thank you. Bye.
0: No, thank you, Darren, I think uh, is the right phrase here. Thank yes. you. Thank you for breaking news. Yes. I don't have it ready. Sorry.
2: Oh, sorry. It's, it's a problem with um, I go,
0: right? You've got to have the focus Oh, it's on terrible. The application. Go back, Stephen. Just I mean, awful. it's not terrible. You're terrible. Thank you.
2: Um, uh, do we need to get some interviewing done here? Uh, I, d- I didn't hear about this. I haven't heard the Blind Abilities podcast here.
0: No, no. Do you know why you don't need to? You know why? Because why? Uh, here at Double Tap, not only do we yes. bring you the latest news, we actually, we do it better than that. We bring you the future news. Okay. Because we did, haven't happened. Yet. We did this story a year ago. No way. Yes, we've talked about it on this show. And it's no surprise that it's finally being talked about in the sense of it's coming out, because at that point it was very much a prototype or an idea that was being put forward. Uh, so what we'll do, just for you, Darren, uh, at the weekend on the Express show, you'll hear some more about this. We're going to hear from the company. Uh, we'll give you a chance to hear more about this product and its inception and what it's intended oh. to be. Uh, you're absolutely right, though. It is yeah, it is. It is going to use the original Canute device, the multi-line braille display. But you'll have a keyboard and an additional bit on top. It's like an Optima, but with lots of bits connected.
2: I thought Darren was saying commute. I thought it was some sort of the train. Or oh yes, that's from, well,
0: arguably. <laughs> of yeah. course, it's the Canute. The Canute, <laughs> C-A-N-U-T-E, from the company Bristol uh, Braille Technology. Of course.
2: Yes, yes. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Is Very it making good. sense now? It is, yes. Are you uh, remembering you... the interview
0: that we did? No, 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 not, no I can't okay. remember the interview, sorry. Why would I ever expect you to remember <laughs> anything we've done together, anything?
2: Uh, I will listen on Saturday and remind <laughs>
0: myself. <laughs> Honestly, you should listen to the show. It's brilliant. I say this to my wife all the time. She'll say to me, oh, did, have you ever covered this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we covered that. Oh, did you? I'm like, yeah, you should listen. It's a really Are good show. Are you sure? Are <laughs> you
2: sure you remember every single thing we've talked about, Stephen Scott? Uh... Why? <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm sure there's things. I mean, I'm thinking of the perplexity app we talked about. We didn't we last... never
0: discuss that uh, app. We, yeah, I'm 100% no, sure we... Absolutely we... did not okay. ever, I don't think, discuss that app. <laughs> thank <laughs> yeah, you, Darren. N- no memory tests to be done here, but uh, no, thank you, Darren. It's great to, to learn about this stuff. And it's also great to remember that sometimes we do talk about products that are in that conception stage and then they come out and that is when a lot of people get a chance to hear about them, you know, for maybe for the first time. Like it was a year ago we talked about this. Right. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to to revisit that conversation. I think quite soon to kind of get a sense of where this came from. So we'll do that on Saturday. Uh, so yeah, thank you for uh, reminding us of that. And um, speaking of the Optima, we do have an interview coming up tomorrow with Addy Kushner from Access Mind, one of the partners. In this, uh, because of course, Adi Kushner works with uh, uh, and owns the company Access Mind. He was uh, the guy who was part of the project around the L Braille back in the day, and now he is, uh, you know, working with Orbit Research on this new project, the Optima Braille Laptop, which everyone's very excited about. So um, we're going to be catching up with him tomorrow because we, we caught up with him recently, but uh, we're doing a bit of a catch up following his time at uh, the uh, NFB Convention. And also Site Village in Birmingham. I and mean, he's been getting lots of feedback and lots of comments. So we're going to hear about that and also what the plans are. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna pin them down on price, I think, Sean, because that's the is thing. That, They've never really didn't, committed he didn't to know a number. Last time Yeah. No, that's right. They never committed to a price last time. And we know this is not going to be cheap, but they keep telling us it will be cheaper than current priced braille displays or braille note takers. Actually, to be more fair, to more yes, braille note takers. Yes. Um, so, what does that mean? That's the that's the question I want answered. So. Well,
2: I, I'm thinking of, of a premium priced laptop, you know, the top end ones. So yeah, you know what? We will find out. We will pin Addy Dane.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, with Braille pins, uh, right? Uh, oh, let's well move done. on to the other topic of the day. At uh, yesterday's show, life, death, and lanyards. Today, we're going to pick up one of those. You'll be pleased to hear, us, lanyards. <laughs> <laughs> one on the wheel of life, death and lanyards we're picking out today. (laughs) Lanyards Lanyards today. Uh, Janine's been in touch with her story on lanyards and I have to say, guys, thank you for all the sympathy. Unlike from priests over here, I've actually had some lovely sympathy messages about my lanyard nightmare from some lovely people. So thank you for your lanyard support. A support group will be formed. (laughs) Don't don't encourage him, people. Uh, We'll have a lanyard support group of people who just couldn't make it, who just couldn't do it. I am. I, my name is Stephen Scott, and for 430 days, I've been trying to thread this piece <laughs> lanyard. of wire through this hole, which doesn't seem to even be a hole. Anyway, okay. Janine's been in touch.
4: Oh, Stephen, I feel your pain. Believe it or not, there are some tricks and gadgets you can use to help thread these lanyards through the holes in various devices. Fun fact the blind shell phone comes with a little wire to help you thread the lanyard through the holes. This is brilliant but unfortunately if you don't know about it, it can easily be thrown away with the packaging. I'll try to describe it and how it works because you could probably make your own. The wire is relatively thin, maybe 24 gauge but solid, not flexible. It can be as long as you need. I have another one in a tool for knitting that works the same way. The last maybe quarter inch of this wire is bent at not quite a 45 degree angle. You start the loop of the lanyard into the first hole then gently insert the wire into the other hole. Now you are just trying to fish out that loop. If you're good, you'll get through the loop and pull it out. If you're lucky, you'll just catch the wire on part of the loop and pull it out. If you're having a typical day, though, you, Stephen, may jab your finger, drop the wire and swear a lot. Yes, That's what I did the first time I tried this. One thing to do, no matter what implement you use, is to first try to thread it through the holes. This way, you'll know if the inner space is a semicircular or squared-off one, as your agent described. It doesn't have to go all the way through, just so you can feel it through the other hole. In lieu of such a wire, you can maciver something using a paperclip. Bend it in the same way, with one part being bent to reach into the space and snag the loop. You can also use a needle threader. This is a small wire, thin and flexible, with a foil-like circle on the end of it. It's hard to describe, but the basic operation is that you place this needle threader through something like a lanyard or needle, then you have a wire loop. Place your lanyard bit into this loop then pull it back out the way it came. Voila! Another thing one of my old rehabilitation teachers showed me with sewing is to take a small bit of paper and fold it over the wire loop, thread, whatever it is, you're trying to work with. This makes it easier to grip and hold, especially if it's fine like thread. I put this fold just behind the end of the thread when forcing it into things like needle threaders. Finally, if all else fails and you are bleeding profusely from several stab wounds from a wire paperclip or other implement, just ask your wife to do it. Oof. Trust me, she probably knows how. But anyone no. who does not have a wife, per se, He's find anyone already. who sews or does crafting. <laughs> we can thread just about anything. Janine and her <laughs> lanyard-free fedora.
0: Uh, what is it with lanyards, honestly? I actually think in the uh, blind box of life uh, that, you know, frankly, I think we should talk about this, actually. We should create the blind box. What is in the blind box? I think a uh, liquid level indicator. Yes. I think a uh, white cane. Uh, of course. Of various sizes, possibly uh-huh. colors. iPhone or Android phone. Um, iPhone. And uh, a <laughs> lanyard fissure of the little thread no. outer of thing. No, no. Thing. No, I'm sorry. I don't believe it's that difficult.
2: There, I've said it. I believe this is user error. I'm sorry. I know I'm alienating a large part of our audience there that have yeah, come you out are in support of your lanyard difficulties, but Nasty. it can be that difficult. I tell you what, you. Send me the link for the lanyard you bought. I will buy one and I will thread my Hable live on air.
0: Well, actually, smarty pants. Yes. You've got the Hable one, right? I have. Got the box, haven't you? Uh, um, that's no. gone, is it? Right. <laughs> probably. Uh, so the, is there the lanyard's lanyard, it? in it. Yeah, the lanyard's <gasps> oh, in the box. No. Right. I will
2: have a search for that tonight. If I can find it, I will. I will. I won't. Are you going to? It. Are you going to do it
0: live? I will do a live demo of a lanyard threadage. I have to say, this this show has um, taken an interesting turn. <laughs> live threading on a, on radio on radio. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next week, I think we're going to introduce a ventriloquist uh, as well, which will be wonderful to listen to. Okay, look I'm at how, how his mouth doesn't
2: out. move. Oh, dear. Okay, thank you, Jeanine.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Janine. Yeah. I, I haven't asked my wife yet because I, I kind of feel a little bit emasculated by this moment. Mm. So mm. I want, I want to figure this out by myself. Okay. Oh. I tried again last night and sausage fingers doesn't help.
2: Okay. We That's me see. by the way, not my wife.
0: Um, just <laughs> Don't in case call it sausage any... fingers. <laughs> it's not it's not the nickname. Uh, <laughs> Moving on, Felix got in touch. Hello, Double Tappers, this is Felix.
5: Uh, I've just listened to the episode for the 24th of July, 2023, uh, where there was a discussion about a certain documentary that's basically caused a lot of uh, issues, for want of a better phrase. Um, However, although the word in question that is offensive was not used, we weren't told about what the documentary was called. I'm assuming they didn't use that in the title. That would be a bit wrong. so if you guys could put it in the show notes, if you can't say, that would be ideal. So I can go and find it because I'd like to hear or at least um, listen to what is being talked about. Sure, the, um, the on-demand service for Channel 4 is now called All 4 because it, it basically covers everything from Channel 4, oh, okay. uh, not including 4 music, which is available on Freeview, uh, uh, FreeSat, and of course, the free to Air Channels, of other platforms. So that's basically that. Um, good show as always, guys, and uh, talk to you soon. This has been Felix from London, UK, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye for now.
0: Thank you, Felix. Um, so it's a challenge with this documentary that's been airing in the UK. It's caused all kinds of controversy because of its name. That's what's caused a lot of the controversy. Before the documentary was ever ever even aired, it was causing controversy because... It is asking the question: Am I an R word? And it's the R word which has, is being used in full that is causing a lot of uh, people concern. Now, I'm not going to get into that discussion today because we don't have the time, and and it's really not. This isn't the place to have that chat. To be perfectly honest, no. But uh, you know, it has caused a lot of controversy. But if you're looking for the documentary, that is what it's called. Now, I don't know if they have. You know, sometimes they do that. Well, they put the stars Star-ed, in place. I, yes. So I don't know how screen readers would pick up on that. I don't know if it would read properly.
2: Am I just search for that? Am I yeah. I think four. her name
0: that Rosie Jones is the person who's uh the, the, the face of the documentary, the person who's the documentary is about, and I think it's her name, Rosie Jones, Am I R and oh, then right. the word. Okay. I think that's how it goes. So that's why uh, so the controversy is around the name or sorry, the word being in the name of the show. Uh the documentary has it, and I can update you, Felix. The all on demand service for Channel 4 in the UK is now called Channel 4. Because they've just renamed it oh, as the they? channel. Yeah, I mean, it just we, it changes every can minute. Made breaking news, Jingle? <laughs> uh, No, it doesn't deserve it. No. But, yeah, uh, anyway, I, that's a very local story, but you know, it's it's interesting to to people who are who are interested or intrigued by this documentary. Yeah. And I imagine it will go worldwide at some point, and other people will see it.
2: Well, it's not the first time we see controversy over a, a title, especially controversy over a show before anyone's watched it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, right, this, <laughs> let's yeah. go on another. That we haven't got long into enough. It. Do you know, it's, Yeah, we just have the time to get into it. Um, now, listen, actually, at the top of the show, I mentioned the Orbit Writer. And I said uh, it's all about breaking news and Orbit Writer today. The Orbit Writer part of that introduction relates to my question to you, dear listener, about the Orbit Writer. Because we've had a lot about the Hable 1. And we've talked a lot about the Hable 1. And there's a lot of love for the Hable 1. But we haven't heard much about the Orbit writer. And I asked if there was anyone who had one who'd be willing to talk about it. Well, thankfully, we uh, got immediately a response from Peter in Guernsey, uh, who got in touch to tell us that uh, he has one and that he wanted to talk about it. So that's coming up in the second half of the show. So there's a little tease there for you. Get a you cup of tea. Get a cup of tea. Get some milk in there. Although, actually, if you're doing it properly, milk first, then the tea bag, then the milk. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Here's
1: Geordie.
4: Hi. I was very pleased to hear your comment about see no evil, hear no evil. I also think that the film was a good representation of what it is like to be blind and talk to someone who cannot hear you or may not be totally concentrating on what you are trying to say. Some people, thankfully not many, will be doing something else whilst taking little or no interest in you. I have had that happen to me in a shop. The assistant was supposed to be serving me while talking to someone else. I eventually stopped her and pointed out the fault. They were not too pleased. I may have a funny sense of humour, but I was in stitches all the way through that film. I don't know if you can remember a cartoon from a while ago called Mr Magoo. That was a load oh, of yeah. funny instances of a short-sighted man who's always talking to the likes of lampposts, trees and mirrors, thinking they were people. I'm sure That cartoon was slated by the blind community of the time and was taken off the TV. Boo-hoo! I thought it was very funny and true to life. I have on more than one occasion thought I was apologising for cue-jumping, thinking... I had gone past a person and all the time it was my reflection in a mirror. Oh, the trials and tribulations (laughs) and the sometimes funny side of being blind. I've been there. All I can say is get a life and try and see the funny side of things instead of having a very large chip about being blind. Try and come to terms with it, talk to other blind people and think that there are people who are worse off than you. That's my rant for the day. Regards, Geordie Frank.
0: Thank you, Geordie. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of with you on that because I think, you know, a lot of us, we, we kind of, there are a lot of people who lose their sense of humour about blindness and they kind of get a little bit serious about it. And, you know, I can understand it. We all have challenges and there are challenges, but there's also plenty of reasons to laugh. And if you can't laugh, I mean, honestly, in this world today, if you can't laugh, God, what a miserable existence you must have. Well, talking as the miserable old man, I
2: don't know. I don't when it comes to something like Mr. Magoo, right? I get oh, it.
0: come on.
2: No, let me tell you why. Because being... Portrayed as the bumbling fool 24-7, 100% of the time, is what people think. And I'm not saying those things don't happen. And we've pointed to um, TV shows where it uh, featured blind people, where there's been funny things in there. And haha, we can laugh at that, absolutely. But it's not, okay, this blind person is an idiot 100% of the time, and that's not the premise of the show. I think Mr. Magoo was going that well was that way. There was no, no positive point of Mr. Magoo,
0: was there? Not that I've seen many of them. Um, ironically, um, no, I think, uh, I mean, I was called Mr. Magoo at school quite a lot. Yeah, I used to I got a lot of yes. words, but I got a lot of words thrown at me at school. Right. And most of the people didn't even watch Mr. Magoo probably and just called me it because no, yeah, but you know, that's their not parents the point. used it, you know? The
2: point is the makers of of that cartoon, it, it, it wasn't about visually impaired as, as a person or a person who was visually impaired. And look, I know this is all sounding a bit as, as Jody actually, Jordy pointed out there, um, you got to have a sense of humour, but if it's 100%, this is just because he's blind and he's a bumbling fool all the time who keeps walking up building sites for some reason. I don't, I'm not sure. There needs to be more more depth to it. There. Oh, I'm no. Sorry.
0: Come on, it's oh, comedy. no. Oh, no. <laughs> a bit Scottish there, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I was watching Braveheart the other night. That's the problem. I was laughing incessantly at Mel Gibson's attempt at a Scottish accent. Freedom! Just, oh. You will never take our accent. <laughs> um, no, look, see no evil, evil,
2: evil, evil, hear no evil is a great example of it, how it's done right. Because there are funny points in there which are absolutely true to life, blind life, deaf life. But also, it's not just focusing on that. Yeah, so, but sorry. i think I know i being
0: miserable. No, but, no, uh, but I think, I think there's also the problem nowadays is the discussion tends to go towards, well, we're okay with that, so that can stay. But the other thing has to be deleted from history. I'm not for that. You know, I think we can laugh. You don't have to find everything funny. This is what I don't understand about people today. It's like, if I don't don't find it funny, I want to delete it from history. I know I saw a program on Netflix and I'm set. Yes, are you kidding me? There is everybody saying this all the time. That's all I hear on social media. Cancel this, cancel that, get rid of this. Is that
2: all you hear? Hashtag no more
0: Mr. Magoo. It wouldn't surprise me if there's a campaign (laughs) ongoing. Somewhere (laughs) in, let's say, America, someone started a campaign. Let's get rid of Mr. Magoo. And honestly, does it solve anything? Not really, no. Because what you're doing is if you think that is highlighting a problem, like if you say, if you think that's bringing up the idea that we're all bumbling fools 100% of the time, then by raising awareness of it as a negative, you're just highlighting the negative. Instead of moving on from it and saying, okay, look, it was a moment in history. We moved on from it. There are those kind of shows. No, No one's going to do that kind of comedy anymore, I would imagine, because they've kind of realized that actually there's, better ways to do comedy and bring blindness into it. And there's plenty of examples of that. So, you know, it's just, again, if you kind of, that's just what I mean about the whole cancellation approach to everything.
2: You've just just brought that up, that someone wants to cancel it from history. I I don't know if that's true. I
0: would not be surprised if there was Ah, a campaign
2: starting right now. Right, okay. I'm going to YouTube Mr. Magoo after
0: this. Yes, am I it's not, I mean, it's not you described It's not <laughs> described Any money. Of course it won't be. It's not for us. Uh, right, let's go to Mary, who's uh, wanting to talk about some of the focus issues that we were talking about, the jumping issues in iOS.
4: Hello. When I first encountered the jumping focus that Janine had talked about yesterday on iPad iOS 15, I called Apple and they looked at it, recreated the problem, and now Apple News doesn't jump back up to the back button after every paragraph in the Apple News app. I think they're trying to be intuitive, like you want to go to the back button... When you're done to leave the app sometimes you want to tell Apple thanks, but no thanks. I have an app where when you go to where they play the video, the focus automatically jumps to play. I think it's a programming issue from Mary Hart
0: thank you mary yeah it's it's an ongoing issue you you're noticing it i'm I'm certainly noticing it every so often in particular apps.
2: Did I just hear that it was fixed
0: then? Well, I'm not. I'm not finding it fixed. In fact, I have to be honest. I'm also on the iOS 17 bandwagon, so that's another story entirely.
2: No, in that specific case, she got in touch, and it, it's now no longer jumping focus in the news app, whatever it was. Well, yes, that's right. But I, I don't think that's the case across the board, though. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, what's going on with Apple? God bless you, Apple. Hello, how you well, doing?
1: Yeah,
0: I, well, yeah. Uh, well, if they uh, can fix it for one app, then maybe that's a maybe that's what I was suggesting yeah, but yesterday. But that's a positive, so it's a, right? Yeah, but you're missing the point that if yesterday, because you're forgetting this is all about me. Oh, sorry. Yesterday, I said that this may be a third party app problem. You said, no, 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 no. no, And I said, well, maybe it is. And there you go. Maybe it is because Apple have maybe fixed it, but it's still an issue in third party apps. So it's a third party app problem. There, I said. Well, assuming it was a bug for someone else. Okay. Right. Carry on. Thank you. Uh, Shazad's been in touch and do you know we normally, oh, no. get a, we normally get an email from Shazad but this <laughs> in time in trouble no no this is nice this is actually really nice because this time we get a voicemail we get a chance to hear Shazad so first off thank you for leaving a voicemail that was really nice of you Shazad and uh, this is
1: it hello Steve Sean and Nora this is uh, Shazad Bukhari I'm willing to say that you had an interesting debate about AI and how it uh, could affect loneliness, Well, apparently uh, there have been some uh, uh, statistics where they say that uh, social robots are helping loneliness in South Korea. Also, Korea has shown that he should do a demonstration on how uh, to use food delivery services like Delivery just eat or Uber Eat, on ordering food because I feel that the website on desktop computers is never accessible for a blind person to yep. use on the later. also i has shown that he should also do a demonstration on his absolute fabulous podcast which is shown. Of the shared podcast, which I enjoy hey! every day. Thank I've you. Sean did say that he is uh, a registered, as a retinitis pigmentosa, so am I. I hope Stephen, you have sorted out your lanyard issue. No, nope. because I feel that I could feel your pain yesterday. Thank you. I hope you're fine, and I hope that. You uh, managed to resolve your Hable One issue as well. Keep up the good work, from Shazad Bukhari from Birmingham.
0: Goodbye. Thank you, Shazad. Really good to hear your voice.
2: Oh, Mister Bukhari, thank you so much. And let me just say this: Stephen can also do things. He is great at doing demos. No, but it's not as good as you. No, no, I think you are far better. You've got the um, radio voice. That's what I don't care about that anymore. Oh, no. No. Um, (laughs) I'm quite happy to do that. You see, the thing we've... I have thought about this before because I do use a takeaway app uh, quite often. (laughs) Do you? Wow, I had no idea. three delivery deliveries yesterday all at the same time. We all had a different one. It's disgusting. (laughs) We're terrible, terrible people. No, um, no, I want a takeaway. They are so... Handy they are. So I mean, just for things like groceries as well. It doesn't just have to be fast food. You can yeah, get your right. groceries in twenty minutes. It's so cool. But the thing about it is, is that they are very specific to the country that you're you're in. So I can do a demo of say delivery over here, but that may not be available in Canada. That may be DoorDash or something else, uh, which I don't have access to. But um I think I could do a, a, a general guide because, uh, luckily enough, most of the apps, at least Uber Eats, Deliveroo, Just Eat, over here they do seem to be pretty accessible. And when I've spoken to people in other countries as well, their apps, at least one or two, are accessible as well. So maybe
0: yeah, the apps are, think. but it's the, it's the websites, aren't it? They? The They're websites aren't. Great.
2: No, no. Uh, uh, to be quite frank with you, that's the case for a lot of things, right? You go to the website and it's either inaccessible or just so much more difficult to navigate, tabbing, tabbing, up and down, left yep. and right, and whatever else you need to do. Whereas on your phone,
0: the app is usually simpler. Well, there you go. That's your list of things to do for the next few As soon as I weeks. get my
2: mixer fixed, I will...
0: Uh, oh, all I'm waiting go. for oh, is a certain delivery of a me, certain me, 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 me. tech company in Glasgow. So Stephen Scott, <laughs> Tech Drawer, Inc. Stephen Scott, Inc. Sends you uh, everything in his drawer. Yeah. Uh, okay, Shazad, we'll get on to that as soon as humanly possible, meaning uh, 2029, <laughs> if you're lucky. Uh, right, listen, stick around. We're going to talk about the Orbit writer next. Keep your emails coming. Your feedback at doubletaponair.com air dot 803 4567 We love hearing you and your voice in particular. So if you can leave us a voicemail, Please do, but of course you can always just leave us a voicemail, or or you can uh, drop us an email as well. Uh, stick around, more to come. This is Double Tap.
2: This is Double Tap. Now back to the show.
0: Now we were talking about the Hable One recently. In fact, we've talked about it quite a lot on the show, and uh, as a result, I uh, put out a question yesterday. In fact, maybe it was the day before, actually. I put out a question to you about the Orbit Writer, because uh, we've been talking a lot about the Hable, but it feels like we haven't really mentioned much about the Hable 1. I know some of you have been asking questions as well about, okay, what's the difference between the two? Uh, I mean, for a start, the Orbit Writer is significantly less. I mean, it's a third of the price almost, uh, depending on where and when you get it. Uh, And also, it is a more standardised style of Braille input keyboard, Uh, Similar to the Hebel one, but the keys are in that Perkins style, which some people might prefer. So what's the difference? And is it any better? Uh, Does price make a difference? Does that standardisation make a difference? Well, Peter from Guernsey got in touch to tell us his thoughts after buying one.
6: Hi, Stephen and Sean. Pete from Guernsey. And it's a quick chat about the Orbit writer, as requested. There's not much point in my actually attempting to demonstrate it because all you're going to hear is clicks. So I'll give you a quick overview and a little bit on using it. So first off, um, Stephen was absolutely right. The Orbit Writer keyboard is basically the Orbit Reader 20 keyboard sliced off above the Braille display. For those of you who don't know the Orbit Reader, I'll give it a quick description if I can. The top of the device, let's say, has your... Six braille keys with an arrow pad in the middle and a select key in the middle of that. And then just below that you'll have three keys, one big one in the middle, which is your spacebar, dot seven on the left, dot eight on the right, dot seven is also delete, dot eight is enter, and um, if you're typing braille. At the left hand side of it, you have a USB mini socket for charging and for connecting via USB. At the bottom, because blind people have to have them, there is a little bit for a lanyard, should you want to have one. And that is it. So in use, it pairs through VoiceOver. It can pair in two ways, and I'll cover that in a sec. So its default is to pair with VoiceOver, and it actually comes up as an Orbit Reader 20. So when you pair it, you go into VoiceOver, Braille, go to the bottom of the screen, and put it in pairing mode, you first off activate the channel you want. It can connect to six devices and remember them. So you have five channels for Bluetooth and one for USB. Each channel can operate in two modes. And again, I'll come to that in a sec. So to select the channel, you press, I believe it's space, left arrow and one, two or three for the first three channels. And one, by one, two or three, I mean the braille dot or right arrow with space and four and five for the other two Bluetooth channels or six for USB. Now, by default, it's set to what's called SRP or Screen Reader Protocol. And as I say, that's how it connects to JAWS, VoiceOver, I assume, BRL, TTY, according to the manual, NVDA, etc. So to pair it, you do the same command, as you would to select the channel, but you hold the keys down for three seconds and you'll get a short vibration to say it's in pairing mode. Then you can find it on VoiceOver. I'm not sure how it works with Android with the current issue with hid displays and things like that. You might have to actually use the USB protocol for Android. Once it's connected, Orbit say you should lock your phone and open it again I haven't actually had that problem with the Orbit Writer. I do with the Orbit Reader. I have an Orbit Reader 20, and I do have that issue with the Orbit Reader. In fact, the Orbit Reader is quite a lot more, shall we say, fussy about connecting. The Orbit Writer, I found to be fairly straightforward, doesn't cause me any problems. To cover the alternative protocol, there is something called Keyboard HID Protocol. You can set each channel independently to whether it's SRP or screen reader protocol or keyboard hid. Keyboard hid, if you've got that selected, you can pair it as a Bluetooth keyboard and it will emulate a QWERTY keyboard. There are some downsides to that. The upside is you can wake your device up with it. The downside is that whilst you can type and fully emulate a keyboard and it's basically 8. braille. so for clever people that know 8. braille, you'd be fine with that. You can move around an iPhone screen, but you can't that I've found, select an app. So I can move to the Mail app, but if I press select, it won't open it. The best way to use Voice in my opinion, is screen reader protocol. When you do that, you can fully control iOS. You can't wake it up. You can, if you're within range of your phone, you can press the uh, power button to wake it up. As soon as it connects and you hear the little bleep to say it's connected, you can actually move down. You can press space with H to... Activate your phone. It'll try and use Face ID, fail, ask for a PIN number, and then basically you just do number sign followed by your PIN number. Press enter, and off you go. It'll open up. Beyond that, you can use the arrow keys left and right to move around VoiceOver. You can use the up and down arrows to move through rotor items. So that is your whatever your context is set to by the rotor. There are plenty of actual controls to control VoiceOver, which are generally done with space plus a letter, so space plus B to go back, space plus H to go home, space plus WH sign for uh magic tap, and I think space plus AR and GH to change the volume. There are loads of them, and you can find them all in uh If you s- select the orbit writer, go to um, more info, I think it is, and then you can actually look at all the different uh, commands that are configured and how to get to them. The Orbit Writer Manual also has them all, so you can actually follow that as well. It's quite easy. I have found it really easy to use, and it's it's a great alternative to if you want to write a reasonably lengthy email, assuming Apple haven't screwed up email on the version of iOS you have. I've had it quite a while. I don't use it lots and lots, but I, it, it's tiny. It's, um, I'd say, maybe four inches side to side, perhaps two to two and a half top to bottom and it's probably just about half a centimetre thick a third of an inch if that maybe a little more it's very thin you can tuck it in its pouch it doesn't come with it you have to buy that separately but once you've got that you can just slip it in a jacket pocket or in your pocket size wise i think the best way to describe it it's not much different to an iphone 12 pro which is what i have not the the iphone big the standard iphone 12 pro very roughly that size and that thickness. So what do I think of it, and what would I do if I had the choice now? I think it's really a bit of a fine line. The Hable sounds incredibly tempting, but when I'm trying to use Braille screen input, I don't know why, but if I'm trying to use it in screen away mode, I get horribly confused, whereas as soon as I put my phone down in tabletop mode, I'm absolutely fine. So it would take me some time, I think, to get used to having to hold it in what is effectively screen away mode. I don't think that's insurmountable. I really like the idea that it can wake the phone up. I think it'd be good if it could pair with more than one device. I like the fact that it sounds as though it's pretty small and it will tuck away in a pocket and things like that. Downside? It's double the price, at least, of the Orbit Writer. The Orbit Writer will very nearly wake up your phone. Because, as I say, if if you press the on button, then you can do everything else with the Orbit Writer. It's a really nice functional, I find it quite comfortable to work with. I've heard people say it's quite cramped. I don't personally have a problem with it. I, I can braille quite happily. I'm not a fast braillist, nowhere near as fast as I am on a keyboard. But as I say, do I want to walk around with a K380 shoved in a jacket pocket? Well, apart from the tearing of the pocket, no, I really don't. It's still too big. This thing is perfect for just walking around, on the bus, you can type something really quick. Compared to the Sense Player, well I want all three of them. I would like a, a an orbit. Well I've got I've got the orbit, but I'd be quite happy to have the Hable and I'd be very happy to have the Sense Player, especially the OCR one. Am I prepared to pay the six hundred plus pounds for the Sense Player? Sorry, I've got things in front of that in the queue. But they all sound really good. I'm not sure inputting on the Sense Player would be as quick as inputting on the Hable or on the Orbit Writer. But again, the Sense Player has so many more functions that as a a multifunction device, it sounds really compelling to me. And as I say, I'd like to get my mitts on one. Um, but stuck on this rock in the south in the in the channel, the very ni- very expensive ninety mile stretch of water. So getting to things like Site Village, etc., is not really something I was gonna do. That's very much more than the Hable One, probably, and just getting there. So that's my thoughts.
0: Thank you, Peter. Really appreciate that. All the way from Guernsey and uh, some interesting thoughts there on the Hable One, especially. Um a, a lot of interest and, and even Though you have the Orbit Writer, you're still very keen on the HABLE-1, and I'm hearing this a lot. I want to play in this message from Kay, who got in touch regarding uh, the Orbit Writer versus the HABLE-1 discussion that we've been having, although I say versus because, you know, we be talking about it now, but we haven't really talked that much about yeah. the Orbit Writer. Uh, but this is her thoughts on this and some other topics.
4: Hi. I thought the demo of the mini-guide was great. This is a handheld obstacle locator that cost £100. On the same day, I came across a podcast talking about an obstacle locator called the BiPed, which is a harness you wear, and it costs €1,700. I thought the products were similar, but check that price difference. I purchased an Orbit writer. I am unable to use an iPhone. I thought the Orbit might help to master using one. To me, the keystrokes didn't make sense. I thought the manual was confusing. My partner, who is much more tech-savvy than I, had a difficult time with it as well. I bought a Hable One. In 15 minutes, I was able to do things with the iPhone. My partner, who is an iPhone user, tried it and was very impressed. Okay.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? I, I honestly would have thought out of the two of them, the Orbit writer would make more sense to people.
2: Yeah, I, I just thought it would be a, a simpler device. But then, I mean, the Haybo isn't complicated. It, it, I mean, as the device itself, it's cramming that many commands in that few keys, isn't it? Yeah. That's the thing, and and Hable just seems to do it so well. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm no clearer now as to <laughs> which is the best choice. But maybe that's the whole point. There isn't a clear no. winner here.
0: No, and I don't think there should be. I don't think we should ever because this is goes back to that whole which should win, which shouldn't. That's maybe the wrong way to look at this. Th- this will work for some people. It will work for other people. I know some people who've also, to be fair, tried the Hable one could not get their head around it. And I felt yeah. that I must admit, I felt exactly the same when I picked up the Hable. I, I think I said to you at the time, I do not understand how I can use this thing. Yes. And look no. at you go now. I will admit, reading the manual does helps. Helps make a bit of difference. <laughs> I mean, it does. I know it's, it's shocking, but with true. With that
2: said, um, can you not reverse dots one and six and use it in tabletop mode? I think there is a setting for reversing those. Dots? Is that right, or is that turning it upside down? I'm not entirely sure of the purpose of
0: that. <laughs> I think I think I was um, off school that day when that particular uh, was class it, uh, you, was. So you uh, didn't read taken. the
2: entire manual, obviously, or maybe I'm thinking of a different device. But I, I'm pretty sure there was a
0: reverse dots, and, I think some pages were missing from my manual.
2: But absolutely right. That, that <laughs> using it, stop it. Using it in a way mode. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I'm never going to get my head around that, but surprisingly enough. I don't know what it is, but I, I do. It, it just seems natural to me to use it that way or in tabletop mode. So, um, yeah, I do like the table,
0: But it does come back to that question of cost. Uh, you know, I mean, the Orbit writer is yes. attractive to many people for cost. But also there's something else here, right? Peter picks up on a, a very interesting point, which is not just cost, but access to the tech itself. This is not something you can just necessarily buy and it will be delivered next day. Not everywhere. And that's another part of this. I mean, okay, yeah, cost is a part of it because you know how much money you you could spend it's about thousand dollars, isn't it? You could spend twelve hundred dollars and get all three of these devices: Orbit Writer, Hable One, yes. uh, Sense Player. You're spending over twelve hundred dollars on that, and it just seems a lot of money. I mean, and also interesting. Kay mentioned the biped. We we had biped on a while back talking about that um and you know that was a device again it was this navigation that, that was the one i think that went over your your head right it was like a, i i think i could do we want to it, say
2: what we thought it was? well I,
0: I i thought it was a toilet seat that you would just wear around your neck that was <laughs> in my head like, that's what i was imagining from many many sensors in it
2: many cameras yes it was a very smart toilet seat yes
0: <laughs> yeah i yeah okay seventeen hundred dollars i mean
2: is that overkill, right? Is that too much? As, look, The mini guide, yeah. just like a, a, a very small torch you hold in your hand, it's like an invisible cane. It's, it's amazing, right? I mean, is that just as effective as the biped? Uh, I don't know.
0: I remember, when I, I, was, think is. I remember when I was starting to use the white cane, I think it was around that time I'd seen the mini guide or something similar to it, and I remember thinking, oh, this would be great because I don't need to use a cane. I can get out of using the white cane. I could just use mm. this all the time. Of course, what I then learned was a very important lesson, which is, do you know what, the white cane is a bit more than just a navigation aid, although that is a, its major function for us, but it's also about letting other people know. And the biggest challenge I would have is going into somewhere and telling someone I was visually impaired. And they'd almost do that look up and down as if really?
2: Really? You haven't got the uniform on. Are you I sure?
0: Got- yeah, exactly. You know, you're not, you know, walking into a wall, you're not Mr. Magooing all over the place. This? Um so, you know, uh, as a result, you know, you're not blind and uh, you're not visually impaired or, you know, whatever you want to use the term. Yeah. And that was another problem, you know. So you kind of feel, I guess, oh, it's so difficult, isn't it, the psychology of this? You almost feel you have to wear the uniform to be accepted as as someone. And actually, in some cases, some people might have to wear that uniform, if you want to call it that, Um and don't necessarily feel they need it at that stage. But it's the only way they can get close because you're at that tipping point. You know, you're at that tipping point oh, where you yeah, definitely. can't That's see right. enough, but you can see enough.
2: Oh, yeah, it's so difficult. It is. It's, it's that social interaction, which is more of a problem than the actual you know, physical world obstacles uh, that we face. It is more of that social interaction, that awkwardness that you always get. And this is why I get an- so annoyed. Like, no, yeah. carry on. No, you see. Every time I get an Amazon delivery, which is every day or three times a day, there's that three second where, especially if the the delivery man doesn't say anything, it's like, yeah, what? What have you got for me? And uh-huh. they're they're just holding it out. Okay, what parcel? And they say they say that say that to you like, what? You stupid or something? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like I I don't want to explain. No, actually, mate. Yeah, you know, I'm blind. Or uh,
0: yes. But then I suppose when you do, they kind of go, oh right, okay. No, you know you get. Yeah, you do.
2: It. Yeah, I know. I know. It's I like, sometimes it. you it's just don't want their to do problem it. Problem, and it's not my problem. Yeah. It's just that's. A, but you do get tired of it time and time again, right? So that means if I sometimes I will pick up my white stick because it sits by the front door. I will pick it up because it's easier. Everyone knows what what the score is.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. I I was at. I love this idea that everyone understands the white cane as well because I was in a, a, a hotel once. I was traveling down probably to Birmingham. I think it was for Sight Village. And um, I'd gone into the hotel. I used my cane, uh, obviously. I was coming in and I had to go down a few steps. So reception was kind of ahead of me to the left. And there was a few steps down. Uh, So they would have seen me come in. And even if they didn't, okay, fine. So you you maybe hear me coming down the steps uh, because it was all, you know, tiled floors. So you would hear me maybe knocking my way around. And then I fell over a table. Magooing it up. Magooing it all over the place. And then... I get to reception and the person says to me, whilst I'm wearing sunglasses, holding a white cane, uh, "Where's your car parked and what's the registration number?" Mm. And I'm like, "Really?"
2: But, I mean, I've you tied could say outside. that's just habit. Really? I've tied Can it up you? outside.
0: It's got the harness on and four legs.
6: <laughs> I mean,
0: come on! I mean, that that did feel a bit ridiculous. But again, that's the problem. That's the reality. We're just kind of invisible. You know, we're kind of invisible, and people either they don't know, or you know, as someone said to me the other day, actually, and I thought, what a great perspective on this. Some people just have a script they read. It's oh, like yeah, a absolutely. They read when they, and they don't even, they don't put two and two together. The idea that everyone is smart is the worst way to think about people. That's, yeah. I honestly believe, do not, if you go into this with the idea most people don't know most things, you're going to get a lot further in life. Yes, I am you No, know, you're a lot happier smart. as well. No, I'm not smart. <laughs> I'm definitely not smart. I don't, I, I, there's a lot of things I don't know, you know. We're doing yeah. this new TV show, the Access Tech Live show. Did you know that's coming to AMI-tv?
2: Oh, what date is that coming oh, to, to AMI-tv? September 14th. September yeah. 14th. And what's it called again? It's called Access Tech Live. Access Tech Live. A live show, you
0: say? A <laughs> live, yeah. Wow. And we've been so successful at those. Yes. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> And on TV. And it's going to oh. be even
0: more exciting. <laughs> uh, uh, direct, I mean, wonderful. So, yes, looking forward to that. But that show is going to be focusing on all kinds of different disabilities and different perspectives. And I I actually can't wait because there's going to be so many things I'm going to learn because I don't know everything. And I think that's the problem a lot of activists in our community tend to start with the premise of you should know. And -hmm. I think that's the worst place to start in any discussion because you're assuming knowledge and you cannot assume knowledge. No. You just can't. Because if you assume that everyone knows everything, then you'll immediately think everyone doesn't know everything. When you realise they don't, you think they're all idiots. And then you're just back in the same position they're in.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I think we can all assume basic manners and common sense.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's what I assume when someone's... uh, uh, Sorry. (laughs) Common sense. I don't know why they call it common sense. Because it ain't that common. Hey, Okay. Oh, wow. This was a funny show. I enjoyed myself today. I love doing this.
2: Don't you love this? Oh, I love doing this. Yes, Absolutely. I could do this every
0: day. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. It's a good job. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, listen, uh, thank you for all your comments. More to come tomorrow. You're welcome. Uh, not you. Oh. Uh, our lovely audience who send oh, in all, they all our emails. They, thank aren't you. They so always much. the most beautiful audience. I'm uh, so
2: quick in the response there. That blind writer, perfect. By the way, amazing. Orbit and we writer. just asked for that the other day. No, the blind writer review. I mean, thank you. Orbit writer. That's why I said. And no one can prove me
0: wrong. There's no way to know. We don't, we don't have time to go back and change it. Uh, listen, that that is it for today. Though Adi Kushner Addy. joins us tomorrow. He's from Access Mind. He'll be talking to us all about that uh, new product, the Orb, the uh, Optima from Orbits. <laughs> oh, right. That's what I'm trying to say. The blindema. Uh, the the blind <laughs> him up. Uh He's going to be joining us to talk about that. Uh, also, more of your comments as well. We haven't mentioned Samsung. I, I was hoping to talk about Samsung today. Maybe we'll talk more about that at the weekend. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, there's not <laughs> a lot to tell to be perfectly honest. Is there?
1: Well, yeah, to tell, they lost new a flip,
0: phone and a new, a new thing. fold. Cares. You the, care? The Galaxy Watch has oh, got the bezel back. Galaxy
2: Watch wow, Classic, really? the turnable not a, bezel. No bezel. You. you wanted the bezel. You
0: said that as a, no. As I can care you... less about the you bezel. Don't... I want a I want a phone that or a watch from Galaxy yes. that actually you know can oh, handle steady. top back. Okay. Yes, we don't know about
2: the accessibility side of it, yeah? So we're not sure how much there well, is we'll to We'll have
0: accessibility, it's just whether it's we any don't. good or not. Uh, yes. Okay. Anyway, is that it? Well, yeah, I think i say it. Okay. <laughs> okay, I think we've managed to slag everyone off. Uh, time to go. Bye,
2: Sean. Bye-bye. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now. On Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And on Mastodon at Double Tap.